It's fine because this is already a new setup. So I think we surprised them with our new. Oh, but we still have Skinny Boy Squeeze. We do have Skinny Skinny Boy Squeeze. <laughs> we should change the name to that. <laughs> the name of the whole podcast? Yeah, Skinny Boy Squeeze. Okay. I think I think people would get confused on the content. I feel like we'd get a different group of people watching it. Oh, we got to start, Anthony. Okay. You're getting crazy like you always do. Should we tell people about your voice? Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, it, it doesn't sound like... It sounds what great. happened to Lauren? Uh, yes, Lauren has a little cold, hence this pretty, pretty rasp. <laughs> yeah, she started smoking, just picked up a pack. <laughs> it was almost bad enough that we had, can you guys believe it, almost had to cancel this one. I know. And Anthony was going to do it by himself. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to save the people and my voice. Well, I, I don't want to say it's, it's pretty, but it's better than it was this morning. Well, it was, I will say I would have been fine doing it by myself. Not that I would prefer that, but when I, I said, well, you know, worst case, I could just do it by myself. And then you messaged me back saying, well, I wouldn't want all that. I wouldn't want you to have to shoulder all that pressure. And I wanted to say, like, I'm an extrovert. I can talk well, to no true. one. That's true. And that's still You fine. know what I, I could probably do sometimes is, like, set up our camera, set up the table, and just put that mic, not even have the microphone plugged in. And just be like, here you go. And I think you'd be pretty happy. <laughs> Probably. Oh, you know what? We should tell for the people watching on YouTube, which is nobody, um, we have a different setup. Which my mom still reminds me of. That's nice. What, <laughs> yeah. a, what a supportive reminder. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, we're, we've switched around our, our podcast setup. We did. Yes. We um, did switch it around. Yeah. Uh, we're still sitting on the same sides, I think. I'm still on the camera right side and you're sure. still on the camera left, uh, left for Lauren. But we did get a new desk. That's the big deal. Yeah, but yeah, table. Table, table. slash well, desk. Yeah, it is a that new is table. That is currently out of use because we have the worst puzzle that oh anybody... Wait, you can't say, oh my God, like that because you're the one who wants to keep it out here. Well, I'm up for the challenge, but I, don't I can know still I say, am. oh my God, like it's hard. It is. It is like We like hard puzzles. Like yeah. We are not strangers to puzzles and we've done some doozies and this is without a doubt the hardest puzzle we've ever done. It's, I think, called um, Central Park in fall or in autumn or something. Uh, and so it has basically the entire top, top half of the puzzle is just autumn leaves. But it's not, yeah. I know, but we've done those before even, right. and it's been okay. The challenge here, though, is that it's an illustration, and it's kind of a stylized illustration. So you all, it's also very difficult to get yeah. context in terms of the depth of the image, because there's very little contrast. I agree difference between the leaves in the foreground and the leaves in the background. And normally, as we learned in Da Vinci's book, you know, as things get farther away, they get less contrasty and we don't have the benefit here. Did you not learn that until Da Vinci's book? No, at I, age 35 or whatever? No, I, knew, I mean, I knew that. I'm just, but he was the first one to, I just wanted to point out that I read Da Vinci's book. Okay, that's fair. That's all I really wanted to that's do. That's fair. Um, yeah, so if it were up to me, this puzzle would have yesterday been probably on the floor, but I would have been back in the box because I really like this table and I'm excited to use it. And now we can't because this hateful puzzle is out here, but it is. And I wish a thousand curses on Michael Stallings's family. If that's no, but we've done two of his and we love them. That bookstore one and the jazz club one. Oh, those, those are both, both his. his. Yeah. And those were delightful. Well, just, then maybe not a thousand curses. Maybe just, just one, just, just one. one, one good well, a one. A thousand would be good because it's a thousand piece puzzle. Oh, one for wow. every puzzle piece. Yeah. So you know how there are those people that like, I feel like a lot of people like to utter the statement of like, I'm not a quitter. I don't want to quit. I like to finish things. I don't think I'm one of those people. Like I have, would have no problem quitting. And same thing with a book. Like I, and this maybe is like sacrilege as an author. I quit books all the time. Sometimes I'm like chapter one. I'm like, nope, I don't like this. 
I'm not enjoying it. Sometimes I try to get past chapter one, but yeah, I'm, <laughs> hi, my name is Lauren and I'm a quitter. That's <laughs> Welcome to Quitters Anonymous. Also, it's not Q-anon, it's just Q-A. It's just Q, Quitters <laughs> good, Anonymous. Good clarification. Damn it. There, it's not like some secret code. Uh, welcome. Where's Q? Uh, I wish I could quit more books. The last book I read for book club was the second worst, actually might've been, yeah, it was the second worst book I've ever read. The only, it only outmatched by the book I read right before that for book, book club that I couldn't finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were so bad. No, you did me. finish that one. I did. I did finish but the first one. you didn't like one. it, but you finished it. This one. I'm still working on this one only because I want to be able to text the other guys in the book club and say, I finished it. And I still don't like it, but I do now see a purpose for it. It's a fantasy novel, mm-hmm. and I'm not apparently a big fantasy guy uh, in terms of books. <laughs> I, I was trying to think of a joke, but you got in front of it. Dang, <laughs> too slow, too slow. Well, normally I'm behind it. Ugh. <laughs> that was that was a okay. It wasn't even good. It, it wasn't was good. just it there. But I realized, like, I now I understand that there. I think there's a time and a place for fantasy stories and that's while you're doing anything else it's that's good fair. background noise maybe while you're listening to this podcast you could listen to a fantasy book or read a fantasy book and th- maybe this podcast is other people's fantasy books they just listen to it while they're doing other stuff <laughs> and then talk about how much they hate it yeah, yeah. <laughs> the worst background noise ever yeah it could be like one of those things they love to hate like me and actually i don't even love to hate this puzzle I just hate this puzzle period yeah it is um a hateful puzzle oh. bailey Oh, all right. Well, we have to take a station break for <laughs> Bailey's toy. It's a hedgehog. Yeah, it's the cutest thing. She, uh, you know what? I'm not going to tell this story. Yeah. It's not. I don't know if... People aren't going to care, but it's... You know, like, everybody thinks their dog's the cutest or their cat or their baby. That's us. For yeah. Sure. Oh, there she is again. Oh, sure. I, if there was a certification process to get your dog certified <laughs> as the cutest, I think ours would win. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. What are we talking about today? What are we talking about today? Well, we didn't bring our little... Oh, little, where's our little, cup? I know. See, we're all rearranged. I don't even from, know like, where Thanksgiving messed things up, and now I'm at. We were um, okay. You know what? I I thought of something we could talk about. Okay, let's hear it. Okay, so this is going to be a little disjointed. Unlike um, every one of our other right, thoughts, that are which so, is fully baked, and every every podcast is such, has such a clear idea. So we've been reading. <clears throat> excuse me, guys. So we've been reading "Work Clean," listening to the audiobook. Yes, by get, Dan Chamas. I think his name is. Yes. I don't know how to pronounce it. And we're not done yet with the book, but so far really liking it. Yes. And we'll get into the premise in one second. But what I was thinking is, let me actually explain the, you, Anthony, you explain the premise here. The premise of the book. Yeah. Just briefly. Um, okay. So Dan, the author, uh, I say like my buddy, Dan, uh, he takes the, the idea of working clean out of the kitchen and applies it to, uh, our, business processes, daily lives, everything else. And the I, the concept of working clean that he's talking about is like a home cook usually doesn't work clean. They've got dishes in the sink and everything else. Stuff's getting dirty uh, and it's just, everything's a mess. But work clean is basically in the kitchen. Like, okay, if I know that this recipe calls for chopped onions, carrots, and celery, I'm going to chop the onions, put that in a little container, ch- uh, wipe my board down with a cloth, Chop the carrots, same thing with the celery. Great, I've got my mise en place, which is essentially French for get your shit together. And just, you have your mise in place there, you've got it ready to go, and then you can continue on with the rest of the recipe, and it's smooth sailing. There's no stress, nothing else. Everything's kind of planned out exactly as you need it. You know when to add which ingredients, everything else. It's very, it's almost like 
Zen cooking as opposed to it's like, well, I got to chop the onions while those are sauteing. Throw stuff in the sink. Yeah, yeah, throw stuff in the sink. This is like clean as you go. Yeah, so for example, when we were prepping Thanksgiving dinner, we were, well, like we've always kind of mostly worked clean. But this book kind of like like reinvigorated us. So I think we were even more like conscious of that as we, because we had, so we hosted Thanksgiving dinner um, and we did like the full deal, right? So we had, you know, we were doing the green beans, the mashed potatoes, the stuffing, full turkey, whatever. So plenty of prep going into it. And I, like, as we went along, it was actually kind of fun because every single like spoon that we used, every single bowl, as soon as we were done with it, we washed it and dried it. Um, right. And so then like one, it was ready to use again, which we have a small kitchen and not that much stuff. So we had to reuse things pretty frequently, but even then it was just like put away. So when we were done cooking and prepping, like there was literally not a single thing to do because it had been done as we went right. along. Yeah. Like there was no cleanup. There was no like, Oh gosh, we're done. Like now we start the cleanup process. So that's, that's working clean. And his idea, as Anthony was saying, is to bring that. He focuses, this, the author focuses mostly on, I guess, c- corporate, right? Like office. Yeah, information life, like, worker kind of, yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of his focus. But it's easy to like pull out some of the ideas of basically how can you implement this work idea of work clean or clean as you go or mise en place in the rest of your life, the, your personal life and your work life. So what I was thinking is kind of the difference between so like work clean really appeals to us but you and I have also been fond of the phrase and we say it to each other sometimes like when one of us is like not like stuck but was, yeah one of us is stuck is like we'll have to remind ourselves done is better than perfect mm-hmm. so that you don't like work on something and I find both of those ideas really a- appealing um and but I'm wondering if like like I've always been so focused now on like this idea of done is better than perfect. Like when I'm getting something out there because I tend to be like perfectionist a little bit. Yeah. Right. So, and I feel like if I, because I've been perfectionist, I'd like works hard to be like, okay, Lauren, done is better than perfect. Just get it out there. But now I'm kind of wondering like, like what areas of my life and processes is maybe like, maybe like, like prioritize perfection a little bit or like try to get it as close to perfect as possible. And then I I feel like in, in both writing and like design work, I'm like, dang, I'd have so much less stuff to clean up later on if I took a little time up front. Are you talking about like the writing and editing phases? Yeah, or the planning process, even getting like my manuscript formatted, like all those little tiny pieces. Um, yeah, basically like, like, like how do you balance the idea of done is better than perfect and working clean? Well, I think it's in the book even, uh, he quotes some chef, uh, he asks some chef, should home cooks implement mise en place in the same way that chefs do? And she said, no, it's not worth it because it takes more time to do it that way than it does just to cook it, uh, you know, just kind of do it a little bit mm-hmm, messier. Mm-hmm. And and while I might disagree slightly with that statement, I think it kind of points to the balance of how we can approach this. So for instance, uh, if you're, if you're too focused, and this is going to be in relative terms, depending on the project, depending on the project, mm-hmm. if you're too focused on getting everything set just right, then you're never going to enter any sort of creative state because you're too busy setting the table, you know, to actually start cooking the food. Ooh. Oh, okay. Sorry. Finish with that. No, no. I, I mean, had... but the flip side of it is if you're just cooking all and writing all willy nilly, then you're, it's going to be pretty difficult to pull those ideas into something resembling either a manuscript or a joke or whatever it is that you're writing. So I think, I think it's a constant maybe ebb and flow or, or tug of war between those two ideas Right. where it's like, all right, like for instance, for me, I have 
I'm on the messy side when it comes to writing. Like I've got so many half-written jokes on shower notes and everything. I was about to, just about to bring that up. Right, and the and then the problem is, it's like okay, I've got the data capture part down, where it's like oh, I got this stupid idea, and I write it down, but then I'll never do anything with it, and months will go by, and then I'll pick up this one sheet of paper that I wrote, you know, months ago, and be like, oh, I yeah, can actually the shower, do something. The shower notes are pretty much everywhere in our house right, right and yeah. i can't even tell you how many times and this is more this is not me trying to like shoehorn your creative process it's more just like we have a tiny apartment that i like to keep tidy um and i can't even tell you how many times i've like set up like a box or a container because i'm like by all means like like however you work you have your shower notes and i'm always like oh here's a there's a dedicated place for your shower notes and it just never works there's still like stacks and stacks on the desk or like tucked in your little thing and i'm like that must just i know like i don't i don't understand it but well i guess it works for you no, it doesn't. That's oh, the point. It okay. doesn't work for me. <laughs> I didn't want to say that, but <laughs> <laughs> it, it kind of works like, but it could be, it could work so much better. And in a sense that what if instead of writing and focusing on all, capturing all these things, I at least had one note just to capture like an idea. And then I only work on one, like I only expose a flesh out one joke. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm, I'm wondering like I was specifically thinking, and I have stuff in my, my world as well, but I was specifically thinking of you and joke writing because so much of, of what you do is like you have an idea or like a premise or like like the tiniest little like hook of like, okay, like here's a, it's literally like a sentence fragment sometime of an idea right. that you have. And then, you know, you amass all those fragments. And I think in, in some cases, like we creatives are encouraged to do that. Like the last thing you want to do is like stifle the creative juices when they're flowing, like or like not capture ideas right. when they're coming in. Yeah. But then there really is, I, 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 yeah, I think I think you're right. We can swing too far the other way because then you you get so busy capturing all those ideas and kind of like in the messy, oh, I'll fix it later phase that you're not actually doing the work to turn it into something. But then it goes the other way as well. And when you said, again, we need our pumpkins that are like our oh, reminders. Yeah. But you said something of like, like you can never get into the creative state if yeah. you're too busy missing. <laughs> That's yeah, what we, yeah. our, our shorthand for mise en place. Um, but I was thinking that reminds me so much of way before I like even wrote, not even like my first manuscript that I, whatever, my first ever writing attempt. Um, and we were living in Issaquah, not even Bentley House, like the other Issaquah apartment. So it's probably like 24. Oh, Shy Bear Way. Yeah, Shy Bear Way. Yeah. So I was like, I was like very much, uh, yeah, hadn't even really seriously thought about being like an author and like quitting my job. I was working my job. Anyway, so this was my first ever attempt. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to write this story, this series. I'm finally going to write one. And I wanted to be like Kristen Higgins. So I'm like, I'm going to write this series about a, a vineyard, like set in Napa. Mm, mm -hmm, Anyways, mm -hmm. and I missed the heck out of that thing. Like I had a binder <laughs> for each book. I had the setting. I had character maps. I had like five different books. I had like all the, like all the different outlines I could work from. That was all done. And that's like all I did was prepare and prepare and prepare. Yeah. Not realizing. And then I finally would sit down to write. And granted, like it was my first time ever. So of course it was going to be difficult. But I, I think I probably spent, I don't even know, like hours and hours and hours prepping that thing and I probably got about half a page and I was like I don't even know what to do with this like like the, basically the, the prepping was is different than the actual creative part it's I just never I didn't know how I didn't know how to make that jump no matter how friggin prepared I was yeah so I actually think that we should even in the working clean world separate out create creative versus execution yeah yeah so that's and that's true. what this little uh, puzzle piece pumpkin stand-in was for. 
and you it tied in perfectly to what you're what you just said you're welcome <laughs> and it's uh wait now i forgot what i was gonna say what piece was it okay no. <laughs> the recipe formulation oh yeah so the the preparation part i think is great for the execution of a recipe so i'm going to go back to food for a second here and it's like you have a recipe it's already been tested it's been created tested edited everything you know this recipe works now that now it's time to prepare cut the onions the celery whatever toss the mirepoix okay good and you know exactly what you do when but when you're coming up with that recipe you're in a totally different state and a totally different like mode and yeah, it's, maybe you can kind of implement some ideas from work clean, like you don't have pans everywhere, but it's still like, all right, what if I'm, I'm what if I want to do like a riff on a bolognese with a different, maybe we'll, okay, we'll try frying mm, the meat a little bit differently. And in that sense, you are, you're not spattering oil everywhere, but you're at least, you free yourself up, you loosen the constraint of meese a little bit for the creative part. However, though, you could go back and say, well, for the preparation, if you needed to do research on your vineyards and everything else, okay, maybe get some of that squared away, but eventually you need to let yourself loose and just write. Yeah. So I think it is kind of this creative tug of war between working clean and working tidily, but then also sometimes you got to get a little messy, free yourself to for yourself up to not necessarily make sure every word is spelled perfectly or correctly. Well, true. And it could be, so in the idea like I was thinking specifically of this in terms of like the mise en place, like getting everything ready to go beforehand. Yes. Like there's only so much prep you can do. Like at some point you're just going to have to like cannonball off the side and like start, yeah. which is always the hardest part. Uh, so in that way, I think mise, mise en place for creatives could very easily masquerade as procrastination. Oh, totally. Um, so you could spend forever getting your like notes all organized and your notion just right. But like at some point you're going to have to close that and do the thing anyway. Um, but then I, I'm wondering though, cause there's sort of two parts to the work clean book. He talks about mise en place, which is preparing everything before you start. Yeah. And then, but there's also like the actual like work clean itself where you're cleaning as you go. Like our example of cleaning the, every bowl that we use as we used it in Thanksgiving. Right. Like I wonder if that, that's something that I don't think I do at all, especially in writing. Actually, no, with design as well, because in writing, my pr approach has always been like, just get this friggin' first draft done. Like, it's the hardest part. It's the worst part. It's like the facing the blank page. Like, I hate that. So I'm like, if I could just do this, and then the fun part for me is coming back later and like finessing that. Mm -hmm. So, like, mm -hmm. and I, I think that probably would still be my process. Like, I don't think I'm ever going to be like, you know, carefully crafting every single word the first time around. Yeah. But I'm wondering if like, if there's sort of like an in-between approach of the clean as you go is where it's like, okay, so I write, let's say I need to write 2000 words per, today to stay on track. So I wrote, write this 2000 words. And what I've been doing is like those 2000 words are done. I'm like, great, export my backup file, <laughs> export my duplicate backup file and then save it. And I'm done. Yeah. But I, I could see sort of maybe the appeal of like going through what I just wrote that day and like sanding off the, the worst of the, the roughness. Well, so that when I do get finally get to the end and come back, my I'm going to have much less mess essentially to clean up. Yeah, I think there's a there's a place for that in this work clean paradigm, this idea. And actually, I think the author, Dan, my old buddy, I think he even talks about how he his writing process is he writes so many I can't remember if it's hours or words per day, Monday through Friday. And then on Saturday, he edits what he wrote that week, right, like, tidies it up, and then Sunday, he just takes off because yeah. he's a total slacker. But 
Uh, I think he's written like four or five. What's great. Don, Dan, 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 my old buddy, Dan, what a jerk. I know. But yeah, I mean like maybe that's not a bad idea. Like I think mm. he would even say even within this world of work clean, uh, and our, what we're trying to do kind of appropriate it for the creative process. I think that's a great idea. You know, mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I know there's some authors you've referenced before, maybe even Kristen Higgins who like writes one chapter and then goes back. Susan Elizabeth Phillips. SEP. Right. Okay. So she is known for, she writes one chapter and then edits the hell out of that. So it's perfect. And that only then moves on to the next one. That's, and then I think, and this could be old news, but like, so she write chapter one, edit chapter one until it's perfect. She writes chapter two. And then I think if I'm remembering this correctly from the interview, goes back to chapter one mm. and does it to make sure that like, not only is what she just wrote clean, but that like everything before that, like basically, so it all ties together. So by the time she gets to the end, she's got something very polished. Yeah. And that's very different than mine. And I've yeah. never understood that before, but, but after listening to, to this book, I, I still don't, I still don't know that I would like make that jump. Um, but yeah, yeah I'm kind of, I'm curious. And, you know, really quick on when I mentioned design and I feel like this could apply to you as well when you're doing like video stuff. Maybe uh-huh. not, but like even just being like a little tidier with the way that I organize my files. Oh like, yeah. Because sometimes, and I'm, I'm pretty good about like not keeping a ton of stuff on like desktop, but sometimes if I'm like exporting multiple things and I just want to see like, what does that PNG look like really quickly on a graphic or, you know, like a, whatever. And then, so I have, I'm like, wait, which one was the final one again? Or like, which one am I working on? Oh yeah. yeah. Or, or like, and this is like anybody that's ever worked in Adobe knows this <laughs> naming and organizing your layers. Right. Like yep. that is just, man, I'm terrible. And then I go, like I, I finish this big project and then I go back and organize. And I, every time I'm like, I wish I would have been doing this as I went along. Well, I, at least regards to not necessarily file naming, but like video stuff, like there are some times when I'll, I'll render or export a video just to see what it looks like. But then I immediately delete it. Like if mm-hmm. once I get what I want out of it, then I will immediately trash it. Cause I know like I, 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 I always, I live by the, I'm going to lose this computer tomorrow uh, lifestyle where it's like, I need all my files somewhere in the cloud. I need nothing local except what I'm working on right now. See, my problem is I have everything in the cloud, like even my crap files or like everything lives on the cloud. Oh. Like I, I'll put it in like in a Dropbox. I have like a Dropbox folder called Inbox. Oh. That's, you know, like stuff that's, but sometimes like if I'm working on like a, a branding project, Inbox is like entirely like stuff from that. Well, that's almost like your kitchen sink full of dirty dishes. I know. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. So then all you need is like a process to clean them. Whether it's, you know, like once a day or once an hour or as soon as you're done with it. Pardon our dog. <laughs> She's very excited about this idea. Uh, or, or angry about it. But, you know, like I, I, I need the same help with my downloads folder where that's, that's now getting full because I don't have a... I don't have a process in place to clean that out mm-hmm. uh, it, it, at all. Like I'll try to, but then it always, it keeps ballooning up with files. Interesting. Mostly porn. Yeah. See, I do like I, my download, <laughs> you just roll right over that. <laughs> um, the, the downloads folder thing, like I, I do the same thing. Like mine, mine will get full with like, what is this stuff? And I'm pretty good at every single Sunday getting rid of it. Oh, um, That's but good. like, I'm, I'm like, sometimes I'm like, why do I even have this file in the first place? Like that I think is what's yeah. really like getting to me with all of this is not even so much like the process. Cause we are like our homes tidy. Our computers are pretty tidy. Like we're, we're not like, we're not one of those people that has like 10,000 files on our desktop. No, I don't I think have, we have any, I have two screenshots yeah. that I'm working. Like I had just yeah, taken. I like max have five and even that stresses me out. But I do, I, I do think there is just something about like, what am I trying to say here? I guess slowing 
the book for some, for some reason, and he wasn't even talking about this, but it's kind of like spurred this idea in me of like working slower, I guess. Mm. So working a little bit like just slowing down and being like a little bit more deliberate as opposed to like kind of being like in a flurry of like this file, that file, you know, whatever of like, I think if I was like working clean, so to speak of like, do I actually need this thing? Like, okay, what do I need to start this project? Uh, am I cleaning up as I go, go along instead of just throwing like all these spoons in the sink and then having 50 spoons in the sink afterwards being right. like, but like, do you even like need that spoon? Like that's the other, like to his point in the book, like you can only use one spoon at a time. Yeah, just, yeah. just take a second and wash it in between uses. And I wonder if that also like in cooking, like if that wouldn't create a more thoughtful like dish because you're more intentional with your device and you know, like, yeah, oh, yeah. no, no, I agree. And I've actually, I mean, I, I know we're kind of bouncing around a little bit here, but I've used that same idea to, to rationalize going back to paper for writing jokes because I type way faster than I can write. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when I'm typing, I'll write something and then it's just kind of stupid. I should say stupider because all my jokes are pretty stupid. Uh, but this, you know, it's so easy just to type something out that's really dumb. Whereas the, just the process of putting pen to paper. <laughs> type something out that's really dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's a little harder to write stupid when you're forced, like just the, the process of writing just takes a, a, a millisecond longer for each. You have to write out you right. know, this letter and that letter and you have to think about it just a little bit more. And it's, it's almost like if I give my brain a little bit of time, a little bit of lead time, by the time I get to the idea it's thinking about, it has formulated a little bit better or settled on something a little bit smarter. Well, and if you were to write, I mean, this is your world, so tell me to shut up. I mean, like, I'm thinking through that process. Like, if you're writing, if you're writing by hand on a note, <clears throat> on a note card or in a notebook, eventually, because you're a millennial who understands tech, like, you're obviously going to want to like get that into the computer at some point, just for like backup safety purposes. Right. But and then even that provides like an extra deliberateness because you're going to then take the, the time to like transcribe it. Yeah. And so then you're going to make sure that's typed up. You're not just going to like, I don't think once it's in your notebook, just like put gibberish in a notion, you're going to be like, okay, what's the like final ish version of this? Where does it go? Exactly. Put it in its right spot. Right. And that gives you just like one other step essentially Checkpoint. in a good way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For a while I was taking all my shower notes and I thought I was, I thought I was a genius. I thought I was like Elon Musk, you know, with technology. I was like, okay, I'm going to write on a shower note and then I'm going to snap a photo of it and put that in uh, notes. Mm -hmm. And then I, I started doing that for like a whole bunch of jokes never saw them ever again. I've never even once opened it up. Occasionally when I'll search for a word in notes, it'll pull up something from one of the handwritten notes. And it's, my handwriting is so poor, so bad that it pulls up the wrong word anyway. So it's unhelpful. But I did what you're suggesting is I started, I'll write it down and then I'll type it out. And as I'm typing it out, I can even see like in a different format, oh, this is dumb because I need the word here instead of there or whatever. So when you're, anyway. when you're in the shower, uh, <laughs> so when you're using your shower notes, like I know that, that you, you get a lot of your ideas there. Yeah. Do you ever like intentionally, oh, you just threw an idea away. Bring that I, back. Could, I, could, I looked at the idea of puzzle piece. And I'm <laughs> oh. like, I don't know what the hell I was trying to remember. Um, do you ever use like in, in that idea of like finishing something, right? Cause then you were saying like, you just have like all these ideas and then sometimes you don't sit, sit with them yeah. and take them from like conception to right stage ready right um show ready uh do you ever like just take like a shower 
note, like yesterday's shower note, last week's shower notes say like, I don't know how long you let jokes percolate ideas percolate, but take that and like basically take that in the shower and be like, okay, in, <laughs> in the shower, I'm only going to think about this one idea. Yeah. And cause you still like, I, I know that's your, your little sensory cave where you, you get inspired, but that would kind of like combine the best of both worlds. Cause you would be like in a creative space, but you're, you're corralling it a little bit more. Yeah. So actually that's what I've, it's almost a response to work clean that I've tried to do this more is I have tried to just focus on one idea. I still now, so I'll bring that note back into the shower if I've taken it out and that's going to be my working note. Like the one I'm doing right now is about the idea of losing weight. And so I'll work on losing weight in the shower, which sounds weird, but it's not. <laughs> I'm working on that. <laughs> I'm working on the joke about losing weight. But then I'll still have the pad as like a scratch pad if I have another idea. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm working on the losing weight joke and then it's like, oh, I had this idea about simple and easy, you know, and some examples of that. So I'll scratch that down over here, but then I'll come back to this one and work on, and then I can still rant and stuff because and, that's what I'm doing there. I'm basically like talking out loud, like, I don't know, because there's nowhere else I feel safe doing it at home. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it's not like, <laughs> it's not like I'm scared to do it, but it's, it's like, I don't want to subject the rest of my family to me just yammering on about something like I'm doing right now. <laughs> just dang it. You keep beating me to these jokes. <laughs> I have these funny jokes and you're too fast. Okay. Then right, yeah. We have one minute left. Okay. So what is one thing you were going to do? This mm. is, we, we both seem pretty enamored with this, like this concept. And it seems like it's been on, we listened to the book like a week ago. Mm-hmm. Um, probably like two thirds of the book a week ago, but I, I keep thinking about it regularly. It seems like you do too. So what is one thing you're going to do in the next week until we get into next week's podcast Ooh. to like change your process for either like working clean or mise en place, like a, a tweak to your process just to try it. Like a, a trial, a week trial period that you're going to do. I'm going to have one working shower note at a time. Okay. Mm. And, and actually I'm going to say, one working joke at a time. Ooh, that's a big change. That is a big change. But I actually find that if I focus on one of one joke at a time, then even when I'm walking around or doing something else, like talking to a friend, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking about that joke, and then I'll, I'll have an idea, and then I can write it down. But it's like if I tell my brain, hey, this is the one thing that we got to do, buddy, and it's like, okay, I got you, and then it's always working on it. Whereas if it's trying to do 20 different jokes at a time, it's not doing any of them well. That's what I'm going to do. You? I like that. Um, we are an OT, so but, oh, but I okay. yammered on. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm trying to think what I need. <laughs> there, I feel like there's so many. So maybe it'll be, and this isn't even like necessarily specific to work clean, but basically like like getting a little bit more focused on my tasks. So I'm trying to get this mm. new version of my website done, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. as I have been for a while, and I know that I'm close, and I think I'm kind of like in panic mode, so I'm like, I have to do this and this, and I keep like bouncing around, and I think just the idea of like, like when I'm working on a, for example, like I have, I think six pages left that I need to do, like finish that page, like I've had like little dabbles of my homepage now for two weeks, mm. uh, and I think just, okay, finish this thing, polish this thing before moving on to the next, oh, he does talk about that. Finish the thing before yeah. moving on to the next. I, I think that's what I'm going to do specific to to website design. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think in the book there's an example of that guy at work, and now he's like behind on a bunch of different things. And at some point during his workday, he has to pick one to say, "Okay, I'm not going to get this one mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. I'm going to prioritize this one thing," and then he can start to chunk through. Yeah. So you're chunking through. I'm chunk through. I'm going to focus on one task at a time until it's done. 
That's what they say about you. That feels exciting. Big old chunker. Big old chunker. Okay, guys. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Candy Creatives. We are here every Tuesday until we won't be. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. That's ominous. Yeah, I know. It's, <laughs> it's, all that sudden, took a turn. All of a sudden I whip out one of those like cartoon uh, explosive demolition things. And I'm just... Uh, yeah, but thanks for listening to uh, this week's Canon Creative. Every Tuesday, we'll be here. You can follow us online on Instagram. Oh, at, oh, oh. Wait, we're interrupting. Yeah, the closing okay. Thoughts. So for anybody that is in New York, oh yes, any any of our locals, we will be at the Ripped Bodice Bookstore on Friday the se- the, the first. first Friday, Friday the first, December first at seven o'clock. We'll be there for two hours, and there's going to be like a panel, a Q&A. We're doing signed copies of Emergency Contact. That's we, our book. That's our book. In case you're new to the podcast and have just met us, that's our book. Yeah, we, we wrote a rom-com. It's called Emergency Contact. Um, it's a Christmas, so it's right. we're right in the season for it. It's a, it's a Christmas rom-com, and we're, we're in holiday season. So yeah, if you're, if you're local, we'd love to see you. 7 o'clock, December 1st, Rip Bodice in Brooklyn. And you can follow us online, Instagram, by Lauren Lane uh, and Anthony Ladon. And uh, follow us on YouTube. Um, I, my name is just Anthony LaDonna on YouTube. Yours is Lauren Lane. And then I think 8147 or some sort of secret code that I'm still trying to you crack. Know, can I tell you one other thing? Yeah. So um, I, you, I've been working on the website. Yeah. And then I actually did finish a page. Guess what page it was? The Candid Creative Candid Creative. Oh, my God. And it looks so good. And yeah. And I even have a section on the homepage. That's can we send them there? Um, it's not live yet. Okay. No, so um, maybe probably next week. Okay, so don't go to don't, Lauren's don't go. website It yet. will be laurenlay.com slash candidcreatives, but, but now you're, you'll get a 404 if you go there. But it's pretty exciting. This fe- it makes it feel more real. Okay, yeah. I think that's why I'm like, even though my voice sounds like terrible because I was working on this, I'm like, no, I'm excited to do an episode. So oh, great. they have to listen to my croaky voice. Okay, now we are officially over. We're like in major OT. What a disaster. You know I don't like only longer than 30. <laughs> well, I think we have to make up because one of them we went a little short. There we go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we had a rough time. And we got a siren episode. outside. This is a perfect way to just end it. Yeah, that's, our, that's our signal. All okay. right. Thanks, guys. Um, bye. Bye.